0: everybody. Bob Stauffer in the 630 Chad Studio. CBA mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers who concluded a four-game road trip. Three games in a span of three and a half uh, days did not go well yesterday in Montreal. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. We have three topics that we're going to be discussing in the opening half hour of today's edition of Orders Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Hello, Brendan. How was your weekend?
1: Yeah, things were good. Got to watch a lot of sports, obviously. Yes. It was nice having a couple of Oilers games early. Um, boy, that, that was a tough one yesterday. Yeah, it was. It didn't go well. Uh, Of course, the Super Bowl.
0: Um, By the way, you open with Spirit of the Radio. Maybe educate the listeners as to why that's the case. Yeah,
1: February 13th, World Radio Days. So, appreciate you tuning in from wherever you are listening, and we'll be rolling with that theme throughout the course of today's show.
0: My old friend, Rob Dom, used to tell me on a regular basis, Bob, nobody has helped radio sales more than you. And I'm like, well, how so? And he goes, well, once people hear you, they want to sell their radios. So, there you have it. Uh, That's the oldest joke going I don't even know if self-deprecation works anymore in today's world. This is Oilers now. Coming up, uh, a recap of last, uh, I guess, yesterday's game against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. It was not pretty. We will be talking about the Super Bowl, and we will be talking about the fact that the NHL trade deadline is 18 days away. John Shannon will slide by at 12.35. We will have a window and opportunity for you to join us. We'll go fully interactive at 1.05, and we'll endeavor to uh, re-engage Oilers assistant GM Keith Gretzky, Bakersfield Condors, announcing a contract extension in the city of uh, Bakersfield. The Oilers and the Condors on Friday. Condor is getting three out of a possible four points this weekend. By the way, guess who was the player of the week for them this week down in uh, Bakersfield? Former Alberta Golden Bear Noah Philp, who is... Uh, Second on the team right now in even strength goals with 10. Who would have thunk it? You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Rock out with Honeymoon Suite and the head bins. On February 25th, the River Cree Resort Casino Excitement bet on it. Of course, they had their Super Bowl watch party yesterday. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement 24-7. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to com. We're on Twitter at ordersnow. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's Escott with two T's. Uh, some information just as we speak. I, I'm not sure if it's been made public. Yes, uh, it has. Um, Today's top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. A minor transaction involving the Emmett's Oilers. Devin Shore actually was placed on waivers yesterday. A couple of the guys that put that out uh, did not uh, mention it. Uh, he has cleared. He will be assigned uh, to Bakersfield. They have games Tuesday and Wednesday in Colorado. He's expected to be in the lineup at that time. All right, we will get to the Super Bowl in this half-hour segment. But not before we go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault. The show is, after all, called uh, Oilers Now. The Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work where featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service. And it makes you feel like family. Three games in three and a half days. I would have thunk that the Oilers would have had a strong performance in Montreal. It's a great place to call a game from. It's a great place to play. Uh, we got a com- you, know, you made a combination audio recap package, actually, of the two games. So we've got Ottawa... The Oilers with a 6-3 win in the nation's capital and then 6-2 loss yesterday. Cam Moon with the calls.
2: The Edmonton Oilers in our nation's capital to face the Senators. Drysaddle, side of the goal, looking for McDavid, he's Connor McDavid banked it off of Forsberg and in. Joseph to the middle to Sanderson. shoot scores. Jake Sanderson followed up the play. Got it right in the middle. Puck comes free and getting it out oh. is McLeod picked out of the air by McDavid. He was looking for the breakaway, but Chabot recovers. Then he lost it. McDavid has the puck. Can't get a shot away. To put it in front. Scores! <laughs> Ryan McLeod on
0: What a shift from Connor McDavid as he first he knocks the puck out of the air So Shabbat's gonna go back and play it. He strips Shabbat does a reverse inside pivot drops it on his backhand to McLeod with an absolute beauty out of Hyman. He'll jam it on goal saved by
2: Forsberg rebound in front dry settle shot somehow that stayed out Looked like it hit a skate Nugent Hopkins scores Ryan Nugent Hopkins found a loose puck. Forsberg's hurt. Forsberg is hurt. He's injured his knee. Oilers are up 6-3. Game will come to a close. The Edmonton Oilers will get a 6-3 win here in Ottawa this afternoon. Edmonton on a 9-0-2 run. It's the last game of the road trip. The Edmonton Oilers take on the Montreal Canadiens. Puck rolls towards the Oilers net. Skinner's trying to cover it. He can't. That puck gets loose. Belzile scores. Alex Belzeel found the loose puck in the slot. Left side. Harris shoots. Scores. Jordan Harris Slips in from the left point, spins it back to the point, across to donut shot, rebound, scores. Josh Anderson right on the doorstep. It's a power play goal, makes it three nothing Montreal. Jacki and JRN Jack they got the gloves off. They've hooked up, they're in the corner. JRN trying to hold them out. Jacki throws a couple of rights over the top. Now De'Arnay with a solid right jack eye throws one. De'Arnay gets him down to the ice.
0: Good job, De'Arnay, taking that fight. The
2: linesman will get in there. Pass to Hyman trying to split the D. He gets tied up. Penalty rebound. Scores! Leon all. He has picked up the loose puck, put it home, and now everybody gathers behind the net. To Nurse. The other penalty over, and they do survive the five-on-three. candles. shoot! Scores! Evander Kane with a rocket of a shot off the right side, and the Oilers have cut that Montreal lead to 3-2. Across to Suzuki to Matheson is one timer scores. That one was redirected in the slot. Here's Harris going to the net, shoots and scores. Deep in the Oiler end is Bouchard, and Doc takes it away. Doc in front of the net to Dvorak, he scores. in front of the Oiler and it gets the feed from Doc and makes
0: it 6-2 for the Canadians. All right, before we share our thoughts with you, uh, here's Jay Woodcroft, Oiler's head coach in the loss in Montreal.
3: Yeah, you know what, I thought both teams got what they deserved tonight. Montreal played a very good game, credit to them. Uh, and I didn't think we were very sharp at all. So we got what we deserved, um, ended up getting behind the game. And uh, we, we made a push there in the second period, made it close. But uh, in the end, we didn't get it done. And uh, I think it's our first regulation loss in over a month in 12 games or so. And um, we accept it. Uh, we going to learn from it and look forward to getting back home. Um. Jay
0: Woodcroft was also asked whether or not the Edmonton Oilers underestimated the injury-riddled Montreal Canadiens.
3: Well, you know, I think they have a lot of really good hockey players. Um, You know, and and for us, we respect every opponent, um, regardless of what their record uh, is. Uh, This is the National Hockey League. And uh, in order to win, you have to be on your uh, at the top of your game. And and for us, uh, we just felt we weren't sharp. Uh, But as I said, credit to the Montreal Canadiens because they did a good job today.
0: Uh, Vincent DeHarnay might have been the Oilers' best player yesterday. Here's Jay Woodcroft on DeHarnay.
3: Vincent and Vander both uh, injected some um, emotion into the game. And, you know, I thought, you know, I thought that's a, a positive that they can individually take out of the, the game uh, to try and change momentum. But, um, oh, yes, I think anyone.
1: Can malfunction at the junction there.
0: Well, it happens. It's all good. Anyways, bottom line, uh, the Oilers lose 6-2. We did see a little bit of fire. Can we go to the one where Woodcroft uh, and I – he was asked whether or not the Oilers have enough toughness in the lineup and whether or not they're tough enough for a deep playoff run. Here was Jay Woodcroft's response.
3: I would say that uh, we have uh, more than enough uh, people on our roster that can help take care of things. Now, you and I might have a different definition of what tough is. I think Connor McDavid's one of the toughest players in the National Hockey League with how many battles he wins on the ice, uh, where he's willing to go to find offensive success. And I think we have a lot of guys that do that. Um, But in terms of the fisticuffs department, we have more than enough guys that can help take care of that. Um, And, you know, I've seen what our players are made. Of um, deep into the month of uh, May and early June, uh, you don't get to that point without being a tough team, and we got a lot of people that uh, that fall under that category.
0: There you go. That is uh, Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft. All right, it's time, Brendan. Uh, Okay, where do we start? The game in Montreal. I just, I, I mean, they gave away the first, second, uh, and six goals of the game. Right, first game, first goal against against the Canadians. Canadians got their fourth line guys on the ice. Tyson Berry, who I think we can be polite and say he struggled of late, uh, five on five. He plays the puck backwards to his goal, and then Kulak sort of. Pl- I think Skinner's got to jump on the puck there and find the puck. But between Kulak and Berry, you have a thousand games of NHL experience. That- puck can't end up where it's at in that scenario. Canadians capitalized one Uh The 2 nothing goal in the second period, Connor McDavid had a chance to get it up the wall. Uh, I, I believe it was Kane and Derek Ryan that were on the ice with them. They both had oper- Certainly Derek Ryan did. If you're Derek Ryan, you're a 36-year-old veteran, you play 11 minutes a game, you got to get the puck. Three chances to get the puck out, and then Harris ends up scoring on a, sh- a short side goal on Stuart Skinner. So those are the first two goals of the game. The Oilers went into yesterday's game. I'm going to read you the numbers because it plays a factor in terms of the special teams. They went into yesterday's game 9-0-2 in the last 11. 909 points percentage, first in the NHL. Uh, 4.73 goals per game. That's first in the league. 2.27 goals against over the previous 11 games. That was second. The power play was at 34.5 first, and the penalty kill was at 91.2%. They were due to get touched up on the PK. Okay, and the Canadians scored two goals, uh, not even with their first units on the ice, with long range shots that either got deflected in or went in. So that's going to happen sometimes. The five-two goal is a bat Like you could argue, well, Drysaddle should have worked harder. Back to Lapock, Stewart Skinner. Stewart Skinner be the t- first first to tell you he should have had the first and fifth goals in that game. And then the sixth goal against is. A play where every Evan Bouchard I I like Evan Bouchard. I think this market has had a history of having some media members that are hard on defense. The the toughest thing for defensemen to do, effectively, is make a five-foot pass. The best defensemen that have the longest, most successful careers in the league can make a five-foot pass. If you're a parent and you want your son to excel as a defenseman growing up as a kid, it's not whether or not you can transport it with tremendous speed up the ice. It's whether or not you can make a quick interior little five-foot pass. Evan Bouchard can make a five-foot pass. But what frustrates Oilers fans and the Bouchard haters out there is the lackadaisical, lack of urgency that we saw when Kirby Doc knocked him off the puck on the 6-2 goal. And that's the one that has people saying, well, Bob, the Oilers can't wait for this guy to get that out of his system. He's always good. This is, excuse me, the player that Evan Bouchard is closest to in skill set for me was Larry Murphy. That's who he reminds me of when I see him play. Larry Murphy got run out of Toronto by Maple Leafs, by the media, primarily the writers at that time, and went on to be, won a couple Stanley Cups in Detroit and was a Hall of Fame player. Right, They ran him out of town. And the Oilers have had some good puck-moving defensemen that didn't play with a lot of toughness. And some guys didn't. I'm not saying you have to live with the mistakes. I'm saying you have to understand that there's an evolution of the player. And some of you right now maybe have already made up your mind and say, no, we just got to trade that guy. So, Anyhow. When there's that many players involved in it, Kulak and Barry and Skinner on the first goal against, McDavid and Nurse and Kane on the second goal against, um, you know, you could argue drysettle should have worked harder back to Lepac on the fifth goal, uh, Bouchard on the sixth goal. Skinner would tell you he'd have to be better. Do you just sit there and say, they just went nine zero 0 2 they've been on a good run. Granted, they haven't been playing the greatest of teams, but they were due for one? especially playing three games in three and a half days. And maybe their emotional intensity wasn't there It's not like they're playing Boston who can run them out of the building if they play that way. Brendan, the floor is yours. Go for it.
1: Yeah, it was tough to see there. I mean, and it wasn't a a serious pushback. But when they got the game to within a goal, um, deflating, watching how Montreal was really able to seize control of the game again, I thought Edmonton generated the types of opportunities we've seen them win games with when they aren't necessarily firing on all cylinders. But Jake Allen was excellent for the Habs yesterday morning mornings, so uh, you hate, I don't think they got goalied per se, um, and it wasn't as if they were throwing a whole ton of rubber on him, but he did keep them in the game on that 5 on 3, I thought especially, so you you know what, you're not going to win all games, and and there's got to be an acceptance of that, but it did feel like that was one where hard work would have gotten them a lot further than the skill this team possesses, and hard work ended up winning out. And a lot of players on that Montreal team that are trying to vie for roster spots, you're Harvey Bernard, your are Alex Belzeal. Like, you know, you're, you're looking these guys up on Google to figure out who they are. But to them, this is an opportunity to play and stay in the NHL, and they outworked the Oilers. They did outwork the Oilers, and Jake
0: Allen was very good. Did, uh, how about that rush by McDavid? On that drag move? Full, oh, yeah. On the... Oh, my.
1: <laughs> He's... He, he, again, has hit a, a different level. And just, like, I, I think I collapsed off the couch when I watched him make that backhand pass to McLeod, who did a great job to finish that play, yeah, by the way. Against Ottawa. Pretty yeah. special.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, Anton Forsberg, double-torn MCLs. Oh, my goodness. So that's what happens when you're in the V, right? So he blew them both out. That's why he couldn't get up, because he... Both legs were injured. That is crazy. Nuts. All right. 12-23, uh, back with a little bit of discussion on the Super Bowl when we return. Slot Nooch It's having a great season. All right. Uh, flew out after the game, the Super Bowl, last night. Brendan, I'm going to bring you into this conversation. Welcome back. It's twelve twenty-six in Edmonton. It was a hell of a game. And I'll be the first to admit... Patrick Mahomes, I mean, we all know he's a fantastic player, given the significance of the injury that he had. Uh, and you could see it a little bit when he had that run up the middle uh, in the fourth quarter, that he didn't quite have full explosion, but he, was, he played great. So did Jalen Hurts. The Eagles had a tremendous season. They had a lot of leads. It's only the second time in 28 games that a team that had a 10-point lead of the half lost the game. All that being said, that call in that situation at the end of the game, though by the let- by the letter of the law, that's probably a pass interference call, except you've been letting that go all game long, and then you decide to call it there. I'm sorry. To me, let the players decide the outcome of the game. It is a little bit situational, in my opinion, in sport. It should be. At the end of the day... We're all there because of the players, okay? As broadcasters, we're there because of the players. The fans come to watch the players, right? This is why I laugh when the NFL sits there and Roger Goodell gives the uh, Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy, to the owner. Give the trophy to the captain of the respective team. They're the one. And you know what? They took the the game out of the... Philadelphia should have had another possession and a chance to potentially tie. Agree or disagree?
3: No,
1: for sure. I think there was a, there was the, it's a fifty fifty call, you know, because James Bradbury, the cornerback in this situation, came out and he said, "I did tug on the jersey." Now, did he tug on the does. first five yards? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I don't think the fix was in. That's what I'll say about it. There's a lot just of people saying, it. "Call, it's just a
0: bad call at the wrong time." Why are you making that call?
1: Yeah, you don't want the refs deciding the outcome of any game in any sport basketball, hockey, football, whatever. I, I just, in a game that close, there was going to be somebody colossally disappointed no matter the outcome. So Chiefs fans might have been screaming for pass interference today if it had gone the other did way. Did
0: they call holding all game? Like uh, the Chiefs offensive line did an amazing job against the Eagles. Did they call a hold on them the entire game? Did they get a penalty in the second half, KC? I don't know. Brennan, what do you think? Bottom line, the game didn't end a game of that caliber that was played at that level should not have ended in that way. That's that's and then they give the trophy to the owner. It's embarrassing. Give it to the players.
1: Yes, yeah. that, that part of it, I cannot stand. I don't, I don't know where that came from. I think that is way too deeply rooted in history. Let's modernize that, shall we? Hundred percent.
0: We're all there because of the players. You're watching the game because of the players, right? Everybody that's associated around the game is there because of the players. We'll head off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Kevin Robertson. We'll come back with our Oilers now player, John Shannon.